This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Opposite ends of the spectrum they may be, but Rafa Nadal and Emma Raducanu captured the imagination of many Singaporean sports fans recently. Nadal proved at the Australian Open that 35 was not too old to win a Grand Slam, while 19-year-old Raducanu glittered a little stardust on the courts at Tanglin Club, where she practiced during a stopover in Singapore. Hi, I'm Straits Times sports correspondent Sazali Abdul Aziz, and on this episode of ST Sports Talk, I have with me national tennis player Shahid Alam, who had the opportunity to hit with Raducanu during her time in Singapore to talk some tennis. So hello Shahid and welcome to ST Sports Talk. Hey Sas, thanks for having me man, how are you? No problem, I'm doing well and, and, and you must be as well after uh, sharing a court with a Grand Slam champion. How was that experience like? Yeah, it was a fantastic experience, super cool. You know, like there was a lot of hype of her, you know, coming down to Singapore in the first couple of days. Like, you know, there was, there was so many videos being shared all around social media saying that she's in Singapore. And then, um, so I'm in NS right now. So I got a call um, halfway during my work and then straight away I call my Inche and say, I, I need some time off <laughs> tomorrow. Grand Slam champion in Singapore, I need to practice with her. So thankfully he gave me a time off and then, yeah, it was a super cool experience. Were you pinching yourself a bit when that call came? Because like you said, you know, at that point, you already knew she was in town. You saw the videos, you saw the pictures. But, I, you know, I, I don't think you probably would imagine that you know, you get a call to 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 hit with her, right? Yeah. Uh. No. Actually. Um. In contrary, like a lot of people are like messaging me and saying, "Hey, like you know, why aren't you practicing with her? Like you know, you're one of the the top players in Singapore. Like you should be hitting with her." Then in my head, I was like, "Yeah, I should actually." But then I was telling them like, "No lah, maybe she got her own sparring partner or things like that." Like you know, it's it's fine. Like you know, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a bit out of your hands, lah. Yeah, exactly. Like, if the call comes, it comes. If it doesn't, then Bopiana. But thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, it did. One one of the coaches uh gave me a call, and then actually the first message was like he he just introduced himself. Then I knew okay, this guy because this guy is like pretty well connected in the professional scene, and then he's based in Singapore. So he said like, "Hey, Shahid, how are you?" I knew like, okay, <laughs> like I'm gonna get a hit lah. <laughs> okay, the invite was coming. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so I mean, as an athlete, what was the experience like in a, in a sense? You know, how they benefit you? You've had the chance uh, to hit with top players before. Uh, you even partnered Maria Sharapova uh, in an exhibition doubles match uh, a number of years ago. What was the takeaway for you from from that experience as an athlete? Yeah, uh, I think um, similar to when the WTA finals was held in Singapore, uh, I was also very lucky and uh, privileged to be the sparring partner for those players when they were here for the four or five years, I think uh, it was in Singapore. You know, like, say, actually, like, same things, um, you know, like, learning how they practice well, uh, really, like, quality sessions rather than, like, you know, sometimes we, we tend to get uh, tired and lazy during our training sessions, but but not for the pros, you know. Like they always put in hundred percent. Um, is very focused. Their training sessions from the start, they want to work on something. That's all they do. Like they try to focus hundred percent of energy towards the training session and try to improve that at least that one two percent. And at the end of the day, you know, they they feel satisfied at the training session, and then they they call it a day. If not, they keep going until they really like find like that that feeling that you know they they improve. So I'm sure you you gleaned a lot of lessons, uh, you know, in terms of you know sports wise, lah. But in terms of off the court, you know, personality wise, uh, what was Emma like? I mean, did you share a couple of conversations with her? You chat with her about 
the Australian Open and and her blisters and and her injury and so on. Did you have an opportunity to, to like shoot the breeze with her? Yeah. Uh. So usually, like you know, when when we go for like water breaks and stuff. Um. I mean, our our the benches were quite close to each other. So, I was I was talking to the to to her dad, her coach, her agent, and herself as well. Yeah, just like normal questions, like, like just hey, is it your first time in Singapore? How 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 has it been? How's it stay? Try to get some conversation going, like you know, like at least I like, keep it chill. And and she's like really nice. The whole team was really cool and uh very humble about the entire thing. Um, so yeah, like yeah, talking like friends at that lah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So 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 as you said, th- there was a lot of hype. Uh, you know, around her being in Singapore. Um, you know, people lined up at the balcony of of Sanglin Club to 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 watch her practice. People lined up at the sides of the uh, side of the road. I'm sure, as as you've uh, noticed as well, while you were practicing, how did she respond to all the attention? Yeah. Um. I I think at first the fact that they train at Tangling Club, they were trying to keep it a bit low key. Um. That's what the sensing I had at the beginning, but that clearly went out of the window like, because there were a bunch of people just lining up at the side of the road. The Saman Anti was coming every every half an hour to chase the cars away because, you know, that was the zigzag line, you know, you cannot park over there, but the cars were all still parked there. And yeah, I mean, I, it's great for like sports and tennis in general, you know, for in Singapore because always when, when a top player comes, the uh, hype is there and, it, and, you know, like it gives a bit more um, spotlight to tennis in Singapore as well. And yeah, especially for myself and um, my teammate Roy Hobbs as well, like some other guys that were also aspiring with her, it, it gives us a bit of, yeah, like I said, like a bit more spotlight, you know, people come and watch, they know like who we are and practicing with her is a yeah, fantastic opportunity. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. And now, back to our chat with national tennis player Shahid Alam. Emma Dukanu didn't have, you know, the best uh, Australian Open campaign, obviously, as I mentioned, with, with her injury and, and all that. Um, but, you know, talking about uh, the AO, you know, Nadal winning um, the title, and in the way that he did, you know, coming back from two sets down, that was just a, a ridiculously inspiring story, even for people who may not be huge tennis fans per se. Uh, you know, you are obviously a, an expert in the sport. You know, were you able to catch the final live and, and how was that experience for you, Nadal's win? Yeah, I think first of all, the the Australian Open had a lot of hype also in, in a different kind of sense because of the whole Novak Djokovic uh, saga and everybody was just like suddenly tuning into tennis. It was the spot to watch, you know, suddenly. And yeah, for the finals, I, I watched from the first point till the last. Eyes were just glued to the TV because it was such a fantastic match, like tactically. It's just a whole thing. La. And I mean, a bit salty la, that Nadal won because I'm a huge Federer fan and then it's not cool like, that he's uh he got to 21 first, but I, I think like he deserves it like like all the way. Like, like he was on crutches five, six months ago and then winning in five sets against uh you know Medvedev is like uh one of the guys that's supposed to, you know, take over the whole big tree kind of thing. And the way he did it was yeah, incredible. Yeah. I mean it, it, the way he wins sometimes, you know, it, it you almost cannot like dislike him because he 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 overcomes so much to and, and always does it the hard way it seems so like when he does win you feel like oh man if i hit on him <laughs> you know i'm the bad guy yeah yeah exactly actually that's true yeah i i think like federer and nadal both like 
is like fantastic for the spotlight. And then Djokovic is like the you know he's always that um the villain lah. There's, there has to be one guy, right, that nobody really likes but does, like, extremely well. So, yeah, but I mean, yeah, you, like, like you said, you can't hit on Nadal. Like, the, the things that he do, the way he carries himself is just fantastic. And then the speech at the end also is just, after winning 21 Grand Slams, he, he, the words he said was uh, incredible, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you mentioned uh, Medvedev, out of the three so-called, you know, new big three players, uh, Medvedev, uh, Zverev and, and Sitsipas you know who among these three do you, do you like you know do, do, do you sort of like look at their maybe style or personality and, and you know have, have take a liking to who do you think out of these three um, in, in the other Grand Slams this year uh, do you see them you know picking up maybe a title or, or even two Um. yeah I think out of the three, my favorite is Medvedev. Uh, I think his personality is a bit unique la. like he's, in his interviews is like always so funny because he's always like so honest he doesn't give the politically correct answers um, always. And he's always that guy that's like, he's a bit like Djokovic also if you think about it. Like very similar personalities. Like, you know, the, the crowd doesn't really... Yeah, there's a video of him shouting at the umpire. Uh, I think it was at the Australian Open, right? Uh, recently and, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that went a bit viral. Like, you're so bad or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite funny. So yeah, I I think like out of the three, I like him the most. Um, and his game style is also very unique. Like his technique is, it's not your typical like you know like Sissi Pats and Zeref is very like by the book kind of technique, right? Like it's like perfect kind of technique. But Medvedev, you know, sometimes he's like all over the place. He's standing like ten meters behind the baseline, and yeah, it's, it's something different. He's super honest when his uh when, when he does his interviews. Yeah, it's a nice uh personality. Yeah. Right, and, 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 you know, now turning the spotlight onto yourself uh, a bit, you know, the, the big competition for you this year, 2022, is the SEA Games, right? And, you know, can, can you share a little bit more about what your competition calendar looks like this year and what your training regimen is right now? As, as you mentioned, you know, you are in NS, you're juggling NS and your training, of course. What's your competition and training looking like this year? Yeah, hopefully I get get the blessing of SNOC and the, the select uh, team from Singapore tennis to uh, represent in the sea games uh i mean it's a huge goal for all of us uh in the team to medal for singapore and yeah like for training um like, like you said i'm in national service so it's not ideal preparations but i, I got good support uh, from my supervisors and then you know they, they allow me sometimes to get time off and you know adjust the schedule a bit so that i can go for trainings and stuff like that uh and in terms of competition we have to see uh you know, like it's ever changing, right? Like this VTL thing and all that. So um, it's not hundred percent confirmed, but hopefully you can play a few tournaments leading up to the Sea Games, and then yeah, we'll we'll take it from there. Yeah, you you made your name. Uh, I think seven years ago when you became Singapore's first uh, male player to win uh, an International Tennis Federation singles junior title at age seventeen, right? Can you share a bit about you know how you got started in tennis uh, and and your journey so far as as you know uh, as you rise uh, you know in, in in at least the local local setting? Yeah. Um. So basically, as we I came from very humble beginnings. We started tennis uh with my dad in the badminton court actually of our HDB block that we are still staying. So we like you know we put a net on the badminton court. As the tennis level, so like not like high up, but like the tennis level kind of. And then we just started playing from there. Yeah, and then when I was about 14, 15 years old, I really took the next step 
took a year off school, went to the Singapore Sports School to really try and, you know, give tennis a go. And yeah, the results started coming. And then, yeah, I was uh, extremely grateful and honored to be the first uh, Singaporean male to win a junior's title, and especially it was in Singapore. So, you know, my family and friends all were there to watch, which was super cool. And yeah, and then in that same year, actually, we had the SEA Games in Singapore. So it was a fantastic uh, 2015, actually, that I had representing Singapore at the SEA Games in Singapore as well, walking down the National Stadium. I, I think I said this like across like so many interviews. It's like That's like one of the best memories I ever have. You know, when they call the Singapore contingent during the opening ceremony and to walk down the National Stadium when it was like packed, by the way. Sometimes I just like still watch the video, you know, it's on YouTube, like the opening ceremony, like here and there, maybe like once a year or something. I just watch it and still get like goosebumps. Uh. I was in the stands, yeah. Yeah, there was there was something special. I mean, the, the it was night and the, the lights and and everything. You know, it 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 really was a it really was a show, lah. You know, and and I can imagine being out there. It must have been really really special as well. Yeah, it was a surreal experience. And then my family, who has been like the constant support for me, were up in the stands also somewhere. So I'm sure it was a very proud moment for them as well. And then yeah, like we just continued um with the career. And then uh actually like last year was another big milestone that I was one of the first two players to play the ATP 250 that was held in Singapore. I was very uh, grateful and honored to, to be given the wildcard by the Singapore Tennis Association to to play in that tournament. And yeah, it was a huge dream come true. Like, I never thought I'd play in a ATP 250 in such a global event. So yeah. So so you're still pretty young. Uh, you turned 24 in, in July. Uh, if if I'm not wrong, uh, you're still in NS. Yeah. When do you complete your your NS and and have you set yourself any goals? You know, after you you ORD and and you know going forward. Uh, you know, in in terms of you know what you want to achieve in tennis. Yeah. Um. So I ORD in August. You know, really counting down the number of days. <laughs> um. And yeah. Uh. I mean, for sure, I'll still continue playing tennis. Um. I'm still deciding like finalizing what exactly I'll do after I ORD. So I think once I finalize that, then uh, I'll definitely share it to everyone. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Definitely still playing tennis. Um, representing Singapore has always been an honor for me. So yeah, I intend to do that as long as I can. Well, we wish you all the best in your sporting pursuits in the coming years, Shahid. Thank you again so much for coming on uh, ST Sports Talk. Th- thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.